Vincent's Voice Podcast, brought to you by your friends at First City Church of Christ. We meet at Holiday Inn Express, located at 2720 Battery Road in Vincent's, Indiana. You are invited to be our guest at any of our services. Meet Sunday morning at 10 for Bible study and 11 for worship. We also assemble on Sunday afternoon at 3 for worship. On Wednesday evening, we gather for Bible study at 7. To contact us, you can visit our website at First City. Churchofchrist.com or call 317-308-8288. On this podcast, our aim is to speak where the Bible speaks, to be silent where the Bible is silent. The Bible says all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So, grab your Bible, some paper and a pen, and join us on this episode of the Vincent's Voice Podcast. Welcome to episode number four of the Vincent's Voice podcast. We truly appreciate you joining us for this episode. As always, we encourage you to get out your Bible and maybe even jot down some notes as we go over today's episode. We welcome you to this episode. I have my son Trey with me once again. And today we also have one of our good members at First City Church of Christ with us, Greg Burson. It's good to have him with us as well. As always, we want to remind you, this is brought to you by First City Church of Christ. We meet in Vincennes, Indiana, and we hope that if you're ever in the area that you come and visit with us at any opportunity. Now, Trey, I'd like for you to remind us briefly, if you will, of some of the things we've talked about so far on this podcast. The first off we discussed is the Church of Christ, a denomination, which we found out the answer to that was simply no. We also know that there's really only one church, according to the Bible. Also, in our last podcast, we discussed that it was found in Jerusalem around A.D. 33. Okay, very good. So I think you probably can sense a theme in all of these, and there's, there is some reason um, behind all of these episodes. And today's not going to be any different. Episode number four, we want to pose the following question. How does one become a member of the Lord's church? And just like it is with most institutions, guys, like if it's a country club or some other club or whatever it is, there's going to be some requirements that are necessary to gain entrance to that club, okay? And I'm not calling the Lord's Church a club, but I'm saying that there are entrance requirements to the Lord's Church as well. And this episode, we're going to address uh, those requirements and to try to answer the question, how does one become a member of the Lord's church. Now, the first thing we want to do for a few brief moments is how, an emphasis on the word how, how does one join or become a member of the Lord's church or the church of Christ? Now, over the years, perhaps I have asked, or maybe you guys have asked, or maybe one of our listeners have asked, or have been asked, 
when did you join the church? And while we all understand really what that question is trying to get at, that's not really the most accurate way to ask that question, is it, Greg? No, it's not. Okay, so why don't you expound on that just a little bit for us? So if we would turn over to Acts chapter 2, I think the best place to look at is in verse 47, where it says, Praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being those who were being saved. So we see there the importance is that God adds us to the church. So we want to understand how do we get into that church. Okay, so so is it fair to say, Greg, then that nobody has ever joined the church? Is that a fair statement? That's a fair statement. Okay. So the only way then for any one three of us or anybody who's listening is for the Lord to add us to the church. Very well. Very well said, Greg. Appreciate that. Okay, so as Greg said, not only do you want to talk about how does one join or become a member of the Lord's church, eh, who does the Lord add to the Lord's church, or how who becomes a member? Uh, the verse that Greg read there, Acts 2.47, he was adding to the church. What were the people doing to cause him to add them to the church is really the question at hand. And let me submit to uh, all of us today that folks are added to the Lord's church today in the same exact way and for the same reasons uh, that they were in the first century. And we're going to do a lot of looking at passages in the book of Acts because the book of Acts basically is the carrying out of the Great Commission. And the birth of the church is there and additions to the church are there so we'll see a lot of action in the book of Acts today. Okay, Trey, why don't you start us off noticing what they did to become members of the Lord's church? Well, one of the first things they did was they heard. We see that with the Jews on Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, verse 37, which reads, Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter, The rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? We also know the verse from 10 chapter Chapter 10, verse 17, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. But also in the book of Acts, we go to Acts chapter 16, we find the story of Lydia. In Acts chapter 16, verse 14, says, Now a certain woman named Lydia heard us. She was a seller of purple from the city of Thyatira who worshipped God. The Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. And also one other verse I think would be good to look at is in Matthew chapter 17. If you would allow me to read from there, Matthew chapter 17 and verse 5, which reads, While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. Okay, so hearing is important. Listening to God's word is important. Not one of the three of us could do anything about our souls if we didn't first listen to what the Word of God has to say. So all those examples are very good. The Jews heard, Lydia heard, and we're just encouraged to listen to the Son. Okay, so they heard, they listened to the Word of God. All right, Greg, what else did they do? The next thing that they did is after they heard, they had to believe. And we can see that in Acts chapter 4 and verse 4. It says, However, many of those who heard the Word believed, and the number of the men came to about 5,000. We can also see in Acts chapter 8 and verse 12, it reads, But when they believed Philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. So see, we, hear, we see here that they believed. 
We can also see that in Acts chapter, in the same, the next verse, then Simon himself also believed, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed, seeing the miracles and signs which were done. And also, if we would turn over to that great book of faith, Hebrews chapter 11, and verse 6, it says, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. All right, very good. That word must there in Hebrews eleven six, it's like the strongest word in the English language. You must believe that he is, indicates that unless we believe we're going to uh, die in our sins. Jesus said that even in John eight twenty four. Very good. So, so far Trey has covered that we need to hear. They heard, and, and so do we. And then Greg uh, well covered that they believed and so too must we. Now, the next thing we notice that the folks in the book of Acts were doing is that they were repenting, uh, making a change. Uh, when on the day of Pentecost, Peter and the other apostles were preaching, uh, it was a very effective sermon. And at the end of the first part of it, at least, in Acts 2.37, the Bible says that they were uh, pricked in their heart and asked, what shall we do? And I always like to really focus in on that first word uh, that Peter uh, said, and the word was repent. Y'all need to make a change. And so we need to be making changes as well. We're told to repent and be converted, Acts 3 and verse 19. Uh, we are told unless we do repent, we're going to perish in Luke 13, 3 and 5. Now, the idea of repentance is a change of mind that leads to a change of conduct and really the best place in the Bible to see that is in the book of Matthew 21 28 through 30 a father had two sons and to his first son he told him to go and work in his vineyard and at first the son said no I will not but then it says he repented he changed his mind and he went to work and so that's a great picture of repentance in the Bible there Matthew 21 28 through 30 and we see that those who were becoming Christians and those who were being added to the Lord's church were doing these things. They were hearing, they were believing, and they were repenting. But this is not all, is it, Trey? They were doing some other things. Yes, they also confessed, and that confession is that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. One of the best places to go is and also in the books of Acts, specifically Acts chapter 8, and go to verse 37, where we find the story of the Ethiopian eunuch, so in Acts chapter 8, verse 37, it reads, Then Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So we see that the confession was made there. And also in Matthew chapter 10, verse 32, we find out that if we confess him, him being Jesus, before men, made that great confession, that he will confess us before God our Father. And also, if you'd like to turn with me to the book of Romans, we also find something about confession. Romans chapter 10, when we look in verse 9 and 10, these verses read, That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with mouth confession is made unto salvation. So we see that confession is necessary. Okay, and that confession is indeed made with their mouth, isn't it? Okay, it's not a nodding of the head or a uh, humming under a breath. But we, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Very good. All right, so they've heard, they believe, they repented, they confessed that Jesus was the Son of God. 
Does it end there, Greg, or is there more to it? No, it doesn't end there. Actually, there's another step that needs to be done, and that, that is to be baptized. And we can see that if you turn with me over to Acts chapter 2, which we know is the chapter where the church was established and, and Peter gives the first sermon, and he tells the, the people there that they were the ones that were crucified Jesus. And we see in verse 37, it says, Now when they heard this, the fact that they are the ones crucified Jesus, they were cut to the heart and, Peter, and, and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So we see here that they were commanded to be baptized for the remission of sins. We can also see if we would go over to um, Acts chapter 8 and verse 13. We have been over there before. But it says, Then Simon himself also believed, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed seeing the miracles and signs which were done. I also like to turn over to Mark chapter 16 and verse 16, where it says, This is Jesus speaking, He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And that you did a good job bringing those two together because what Acts 8.13 said, Simon, who, by the way, was a sorcerer, believed and was baptized. And then Jesus said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And so that's a great connection to make there, Greg, between Acts 8 and Mark 16. We also see in Acts 22, Saul, of course, uh, was a great persecutor of the church. We read about his conversion in three places. We read about Acts 9, Acts 22, and Acts 26. Acts 9 is Luke's historical record of his conversion, whereas Acts 22 and Acts 26 are, are, are Saul's or Paul's um, confirming his uh, conversion, telling us about the story of his conversion. And in Acts 22, 16, Ananias asked him, why are, you, why are you tarrying? And told him, arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. So we've seen several verses now. Baptism's for the remission of sins. It washes away sins, according to Acts 22 and verse 16. It simply is not only, or it's not an outward sign of an inward grace, as we hear quite often uh, in the religious world. Now, so they've heard, they believe, they've repented, they confessed, and were baptized. And at the point of their confession, their sins were remitted. Their sins were washed away. And we have some in the religious world today who like to teach that once a person is saved, they're always saved. But this is not true because Christians, once they become Christians, are expected to live a faithful life. And, and we are too today as well when we become Christians. We want to supply you with an example of somebody who was a Christian, sinned, and were told what to do about that. And Greg's going to talk to us about Simon again, aren't you? Yes, we've already read um, Acts chapter 8, verse 13, where we saw that Simon was baptized, and we know that baptism saves him. So we know that he was in a saved state. We also see, if you, we see in starting in verse 14, that the apostles um, had laid the hands on those, some of the people, and they received gifts of the Holy Spirit. We see that Simon wants that gifts, and we're going to pick up the reading in verse 18. It says, And when Simon saw, that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was 
was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me this power also that anyone whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, Your money perished with you because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. You have neither part nor portion in this matter, for your heart is not right in the, in the sight of God. Repent, therefore, of this your wickedness, and pray, God, if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. So we see here that Simon the sorcerer was in a saved condition. He actually committed a sin, and he, had, he was then not in a saved condition. And we see he was told to repent and pray, to turn around, to change his ways. And we see that he did that. Okay, very good. And that the key phrase there is his heart was not right with God. That's that's the indicator why, Greg, you can say he was not in a saved position. It's not that Greg was making a judgment call on Simon or any of us. Uh, the Bible comes out and says that he his heart was not right with God. So the Bible's the one who made, made that declaration. Okay, Trey, so we've made the point we need to be faithful after becoming a child of God. My question to you is how long do we have to be faithful? Is there a retirement age? Nope. Okay. It's uh, till death. Revelation 2.10, be faithful till death, and I will give you the crown of life. We don't just become a Christian and stop doing what is right. We have to continue to live that faithful lifestyle to get the crown of life. Okay. All right. Very. So be faithful un, unto death. And the way I understand that verse, it means up to and including the point of death. If I have to die uh, as a child of God, then I still need to maintain my faith through that whole that process and we're not going to get into, of course, a deep study on the book of Revelation, but uh, John was warning uh, the churches there that they're going to endure some great difficulty and that they need to be faithful until death. We do as well. Okay, so that's how folks um, became members of the Lord's church. The Lord added those individuals who were doing these things, hearing and believing, repenting, confessing, being baptized, he was adding them to the church. And that's where the Lord was placing those who were being saved. And if I'm interested in being saved, and if I'm interested in the Lord um, adding me to the circle of the saved, we'll say that I need to be doing the same things we read about them doing in the book of Acts and some of the other verses that we read as well. Very good. So now the only question that remains now is, has the Lord added me to the church yet? Uh, I could say the same thing about Greg or about Trey. And I ask you as a listener, has the Lord added you to the church yet? Have you met the requirements that are necessary to gain entrance to the Lord's church? And if you have not done that, I think the next question is, why have you not done that? And maybe you've never heard these things before. Maybe you'd like to study them further. We, we certainly would like to engage you in that way. Well, once again, we really appreciate you listening to this episode of the Vincent's Voice podcast. We truly appreciate you taking time to do that. As always, we welcome any comments that you may have or even questions that you may have about the things that we have taught, not only in this episode, but in any of the episodes that you listen to. We encourage you to subscribe to the podcast so that you can be made aware when new episodes are ready to be listened to. And as always as well, we would like for you to make suggestions to us 
um, on topics that you would like for us to cover. It seems like everybody has a favorite verse or a favorite passage or a favorite book or a favorite Bible topic they'd like to hear something taught upon. Maybe something that's hard to understand. Not that we're perfect, but we'll do our best to try to explain those things. So be sure and get in touch with us um, in the ways that you're going to hear about here in just a few seconds. But in the meantime, as we like to say, may we all live a life that's pleasing to God and in accordance with His Word. We hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening. Lord, I lift your name on Thank you for listening to this episode of the Vincent's Voice Podcast. Ensure you receive the most up-to-date episodes. We encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. If you have any questions or would like to suggest a topic for future episodes, you can contact us at firstcitychurchofchrist.com or by calling 317-308-8288. If you are in the Vincent's Indiana area, we hope you will visit with us at First City Church of Christ. We meet on Sundays at 10 a.m., 11 a.m., and 3 p.m., and on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We hope this episode has been beneficial to you and has brought glory to God. Always remember, whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Colossians 3 and verse 17. Until next time, may God be with you and bless you in all the good you do. Goodbye. Save us. You came from heaven to earth to show.